everybody and welcome to episode two of Your Village, the podcast with me, your host, Karis Wearsdale. And I thought I would come on today and do another short solo session just to talk a bit more in detail about who I am and why I'm here. So I did a quick intro in my first episode and I thought I'd delve a little deeper and get to know, and you can all get to know me a bit better. Um, so I thought... I had a memory come up on Facebook today and it was four years today that I started my maternity leave. I was about 36 weeks pregnant and my son's due date was the 16th of July. So it's the 1st of July today. So I finished work end of June. Um, And it made me think that I need to tell you all why I'm here. So why I do what I do, why I'm so lucky to love what I do. So um, I support families in their pregnancy with antenatal education with hypnobirthing um, and then this year I trained as a doula so now I support families in their birth and in the postnatal period as a postnatal doula um, and I'm super passionate about all this because mainly because of my lovely almost four-year-old um, so I thought I would tell you a little bit about my pregnancy my birth and then see how long we go, see what time it is. I might talk about my introduction to motherhood, um, which was a big shock to me. And another reason why I'm here telling you all the things I wish I knew four years ago. So yeah, four years ago, I started my mat mat leave. Um, It was a really hot summer, really hot. (laughs) I remember living on ice lollies and bikini tops, heavily pregnant, watching Wimbledon. Um, I was really lucky. We got pregnant very quickly and my pregnancy was pretty smooth sailing. So um, I had a little bit of sickness, well, more than a little bit, a bit of nausea. I wasn't actually that much sick as such. In the first um, trimester, I was pretty, I felt quite sicky. Um, After that, it was all really smooth sailing. Uh, I remember going to the midwife appointments and them saying, no concerns, no concerns. So in that aspect, I was really lucky. remember the Easter I went home to my hometown in Aberystwyth and a friend of mine said oh are you hypnobirthing and I thought what is this nonsense she's a drama teacher so I always thought great sound like chanting in circles and humming on the top of a mountain or something so I read the book that she recommended I read Catherine Graves um hypnobirthing book and I thought oh this is not hippy dippy This is very logistical, normal thinking when it comes to labour and birth. So it really clicked with me. I liked all the practicalities of it all and the science behind it. Um, And then I met a lady again in Aberystwyth for a couple of hours who was a hypnobirthing teacher. But she just helped us with kind of positions and massage and more... I can't really remember exactly it was a short session I didn't do I didn't go all full hog and do a big hypnobirthing course um and I listened to the mp3s every night so I listened to Catherine Graves's mp3s every night before going to bed I really got used to her very posh voice um and yeah went into my birth feeling chilled feeling really really chilled not nervous the only thing I really worried about was I really wanted a water birth and I panicked thinking well, everybody will be wanting one of them. So surely there'll be a big queue outside the room waiting for the water beds. Sadly, that is not the case. In many hospitals on many days, they're not utilised enough. Um, so yeah, we we went to 
weirdly we went to be induced so I remember an appointment some some stage after 40 weeks um I remember the midwife saying okay well baby's not here yet let's book you in for an induction on Friday and she got her diary out and I got my diary out and it wasn't really a conversation it was kind of like oh this is what must happen this is sounds like what what happens so I'll go along with it um again so many things I wish I knew um so she she booked us in for the Friday um what date was that that must have been the 27th I think black I can't remember what, what date it was it was around the end of July um so I must have been about 10 days overdue when she booked me in so we went to be induced <laughs> I remember vividly uh, my mother-in-law coming from Wales, ordering local pizza that night and going in quite early in the morning, feeling really excited, having no idea what to expect really with the induction. Very, very naive about it. Um, so we rocked up at the ward quite early in the morning, nine, ten o'clock, feeling very giddy. We had films on our iPad to watch. We had games downloaded on our phone, we had loads of snacks, um, far too much stuff really. <laughs> looking back my other half looked like a, a donkey carrying all the bags but um yes yeah, so when we arrived they examined me with the um, monitors across my tummy and they said to me oh how are you feeling and I was like yeah I'm fine I'm, I'm good I'm excited and they asked me again a few minutes later how are you feeling right now and I thought oh no something is wrong um, turns out that I was in labour. <laughs> so I was in the early stages of labour and the monitor picked up the movements of the surges, the contractions. Um, and so they, they watched that for a while and realised they were coming regularly. I think they were coming every, I don't know, every 10 minutes or so. Um, so they did a vaginal examination on me quite early that morning and I was three centimetres dilated. So luckily for me, thank the universe, they left me to it so we stayed on the ward in hindsight I probably could have come home but we stayed on this mixed ward um like the curtains in between everybody like a triage ward and just let us get on with the day so I bounced on the ball walked up and down the corridor ate lots of food um we watched really funny films so we watched Bridesmaids I think we watched Step Brothers with Will Ferrell um, and we'd selected our favourite episodes of the American Office, like really belly laughter ones. So we did that. Um, we, I remember playing Trivial Pursuit on our phone, Candy Crush, other, other entertainment is available. Um, and we had a really nice day. And it's, it's people when I used to say that to people, oh yeah, we had a nice day. They would like feel really shocked that you could say that about your labour. Anyway, so that afternoon I started feeling a bit more kind of like a period pain which um, were the surges and the contractions getting stronger. Um, and then, so again, they let us do it and we just kind of hopped on. And I, used to, I was really excited. Every time I felt the contraction, the surge, I got excited because I knew it was coming um, and I didn't have to be induced. So that evening things, I think established labor started for me and I became very aware of my environment. So on this shared ward, I think there were six beds with the curtains in between. There was a lady waiting for a C-section next to us. There was a, wait, a lady being induced opposite. And for some reason, there was a family with a newborn baby. And I, I still don't know to this day why everyone was on that same ward. And I think post-natal ward may, be, may have been full. But um, I felt very uncomfortable. So I started wanting to make noise. And I kept running to the toilet for number two. 
and I felt really aware that it was getting about nine, ten o'clock at night, it was getting a bit darker and that I was becoming quite noisy and I felt really worried about making a noise and upsetting everyone else in the room. Um, at this point, I remember bouncing on the board, trying different positions in this little kind of tiny area. Um, grabbing onto my other half's collar a lot, feeling really uncomfortable. And actually looking back, for me, that was the worst part of my labor because I just felt really observed, couldn't feel comfortable um, and was really aware of everything. So that went on for a couple of hours. Um, and I think if I had stayed there, in that type of environment, I would have honestly asked for every drug under the sun. Um, I remember them giving me some tablet, the, the midwife saying, oh, here, I have this tablet. I have no idea what it was. It made me a bit dizzy. So it's probably something like, I don't know, something along the cocoa de more route or something. Um, yeah, I wish I'd said no, but I just thought that she had my best interests at heart. Had that, that kind of wore off after a couple of hours. And luckily it must've been around 11 o'clock at night. I kept asking, can I go to the midwife led? Can I get in the water? And she kept saying to me, this midwife in charge, oh, it's really busy down there, stay up here. So finally she let me downstairs to find not one person there. There was not one woman having a baby. And um, that really peed me off a little bit. <laughs> so anyway, I got there in the end and was able to get in the water, which was just hallelujah. It was so, so lovely. That was around midnight, I think. So I was on gas and air. I was in the water in my really comfortable place and just felt like I could do this. I felt really empowered. The pain was manageable. It wasn't pain-free at all, but I just felt like I could do this. Um, and yeah, it was, I was getting through it. I, I went very internal, very inside myself and started kind of visualizing it with every surge that happened. I visualized one person that would be excited to meet now William we didn't call him William then the baby and that got me through it and um, my other half was a great support he'd pass me the gas in there he'd pass me I remember <laughs> one thing that sticks in my mind is I got I kept going hot and cold and he could put a flannel on top of my head turned around for a minute and the flannel just like slowly dripped all over my face and that wasn't very nice but otherwise he was a really good support and I was like laughing between contractions when the contractions went there the midwife and I were chatting and laughing and we found out that her sister worked at Bronglice Hospital um, in the, my hometown in Aberystwyth, which was a weird coincidence. And yeah, I was bossing it. Um, <laughs> I got two nine centimetres. And then my son, who is a nonconformist and honestly challenges me every day, being a nonconformist, um, decided things were far too easy and he needed a bit more drama. So at nine centimetres, um, so when you're in the water, having a water birth, the midwife stays in the room with you and she monitors you with a Doppler handheld Doppler every 15 minutes to check baby's heart rate um and I remember she the only thing she told me what to do she said if I tell you to get out of the pool you have to listen it's a serious serious situation but hopefully I won't have to do that so we got to about 5 a.m and there we have it she monitored his heart rate she looked me in the eye she said Carrie get out of the pool and she bashed the emergency red buzzer. A hundred people rushed in. His heart rate had dropped really crazily low, um, which is obviously a worry. And we had a crash team run in and they examined me um, and they said, yeah, I was just about nine centimeters. So I wasn't far enough along for them to help him out. Um, so I was rushed within minutes 
down for an emergency C-section. And honestly, I'm not saying this because I'm trying to be positive about birth, but honestly, my instinct was, yep, yeah, get him out then, get him out. Um, my other half was a bit more shaken than me because he was a bit more alert of what was going on. And obviously I'd been on gas and air for many hours, so I was a little bit, you know, in, in the clouds. Anyway, I was rushed down the theatre, they prepped me, and he was born healthy and sneezy <laughs> at 5.25 a.m. I remember, obviously, I'd, I hadn't even planned that C-section would be an option. I looked, knew nothing about what, what it meant or how I could make it a more positive experience. Um, I, know, I, know, I now tell everybody, make a plan just in case for a C-section. But... Um, yeah, it was okay. That I was lucky the recovery. I was back on my feet that day. And then once we got home, I think we came home on the Sunday. He was born early Saturday night. One or two nights in, I can't remember now. But um, my recovery was really good. I didn't have any um, any problems with the stitches and I was back on my feet. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so yeah, I had a really positive birth. It was nothing like I imagined. But now I hear all these birth stories from my clients and births never as you imagine. Honestly, there's always something wow or oh my gosh or oh my gosh that happened not in a negative way but just you know it's just unexpected and you can't you can't ever tell what's going to happen which is I suppose for a first time parent quite scary but um, yes that was my birth um, and like I said I had a quite an easy recovery I took it quite slowly um, and then the newborn stage was really lovely I enjoy watching Netflix and sitting on the sofa so the breastfeeding continuously was was fine for me um and I think there's a whole new episode of I suppose the first six months um with William because we had quite a few challenges which were really difficult it was a really challenging time he was the most gorgeous baby but yeah he wasn't easy um I'll save that for another day I think <laughs> But yeah, so how I came to do what I do now. So I um, I was working for an events company, which I thought um, were very family friendly. It turns out they weren't because they very unlawfully made me redundant when William was about six months old. Um, they didn't follow any of the legal procedures, um, which was hugely stressful. You know, I think you're so vulnerable having a new baby and breastfeeding and lack of sleep that things like this, is, it was just too much for me to cope with um not officially meant to be talking about it so I won't say too much but um yeah I didn't go back to work as planned and that really shook me up because I always wanted to go back to work I, I didn't imagine myself being at home for more than a year maybe going back part-time to begin with so that didn't happen and then I freaked myself out and got myself into quite a great place mentally and decided I need to do something about it. So I was quite obsessed with <laughs> chatting to random pregnant people in co-op, talking to about hypnobirthing. So I thought I better do something about it. And um, I trained, so it was the November, William was one in the July. So yeah, William was under 18 months old. Was it October? Maybe October. He was very young. So I trained with Catherine Graves, who I'd um, practiced with while I was pregnant. I did that training and I qualified as a hypnobirthing teacher in 2018 and then started working with families in 2019 um, quite slowly to begin with and um, quite organically while William was small and now I 
I teach a, a group course once a month uh, on Zoom and teach people all across, I want to say the UK, but actually across Europe. Um, and I do one-to-one -one sessions as well. And I just, I think my motto is, I just want everybody to know all the things I didn't know. And I just love it. I just, I just I feel so lucky to have a job that I think about and dream about and just want to keep developing myself in that area. And now I am a doula as well. So I trained with Kiki Hansard from the Birth Bliss Doula Academy this year. Um, so I have been working as a postnatal doula, working with families with young babies in the area. And when my son goes to school in September, I'm going to be starting up putting my name up for births. So I will be a birth doula, hopefully. I will have had a birth or two before the end of the year. So that's why what I do what I do. That's my birth story. And you know what? I've been thinking to get my partner Owen to come on and do an interview with me on this podcast to hear his side of the story. Because it's always really interesting. Um, I'm sure things I remember are, are different in his memory or he remembers a lot more because he wasn't, you know, creating human life out of his body. <laughs> so he may know or remember a lot more. And I think he was more affected by the emergency afterwards. He was quite shaken up than, than I was. So it would be really interesting to hear his side of the story. So um, thanks for listening. Just to let you know, these podcasts are not perfect. I don't want this perfectly edited podcast. This is me chatting. And once I have people to interview, it's, it's not going to be a stop start edit thing unless it's a big disaster. Um, but yeah, I, I just want it to be quite organic and not perfect. So I might be recording these sometimes as I'm walking through the woods or on my phone. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed hearing my birth story, which was life-changing, absolutely life-changing. I think it is for everybody, but for me, life-changing and career-changing, everything on top. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening again. I've said that already. Come back. Next episode, I haven't decided yet. Maybe I, need to, maybe I need a plan but I haven't decided yet but I've got a few few speakers few guests in the pipeline um we're going to be talking about nutrition about sleep in the first year I'm going to have another doula come and talk about doulaing it's going to be full of juicy goodness um so please share and comment and re review and all the little things you have to do on a podcast um because I really want this to reach as many people as possible um you can find me if you want to stalk me a little bit more you can find me on instagram at be kind hypnobirthing i'm caris Wiersdale, and it's been a pleasure thank you so so much see you next time